y'all, what's up? It's those wrestling girls. It's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. And we are here to let you know to tune into Old Face Wrestling because they're one of the best podcasts out. And we follow them, so you should too. So subscribe, hit that button, and listen for the latest in wrestling news. Later. Hey, this is Sofia Lopez from Women of Wrestling. And you are watching Old Face Wrestling. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by our co-host, Stephanie. What's up, what's up? Hey Stephanie, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. So just uh, if you all didn't know, on this, this is Stephanie's sixth time on this show, but this is her first time as an official member of O-Face Wrestling, so this is really awesome. Ah, pat on the back, thank you. You're very welcome. So yeah, Stephanie, so you're basically like kind of like our NXT girl. Like anytime we talk about NXT on the show, you know, usually you're the one to guess because you're one of the NXT experts. Yes, yes. Love it. Love the product. Don't we all? So um, today we are going to be talking about the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler and uh, who do we think is going to dethrone her because she's had this title for a combined over 500 days, but her current title reign is like closing in on 400. So she's pretty much gone through every female wrestler on the NXT roster. And it's just to the point where like who and when is she going to get dethroned? So what do you think? It's so many choices because the talent pool I feel is so deep with potential. It's like, I want it to be an obvious pick like Rhea Ripley, because clearly they're building her up to be something big, but I've always liked Rhea Ripley more as a heel, but that's another story for another day. I I mean, preferably if it was up to me, I'd love for it to be a, for it to be Bianca Belair, but then we've already seen that feud. So I don't know how they would, you know, kind of roll back into it. Maybe the winner of like a fatal four way or triple threat or something, get the title chance. Um, I would say either Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, or a heel Dakota Kai. Ooh, I like those picks. Um, Honestly, like the one thing is like a lot of the top tier women in NXT are heels. You yeah, know, like you mentioned, D- Dakota, Bianca, EO, and out of the faces, like she's already gone through Candace and um, Rhea Ripley. They had a match like what two months ago when it yeah. ended in like DQ or something like that. Mm-hmm. I I have the feeling that it is going to be Rhea Ripley, just because she's the top face right now. She's got all this momentum, you know. She. Did she pin or did she uh, submit Shayna at War Games? Uh, she pinned her. Pinned her, yes. And then she also was one of the final three um, remaining women on the you know the winning side of the NXT women's um, elimination match at Survivor Series. So I think she's definitely going to have a match with Shayna Baszler probably at the TakeOver in January. I think that she will dethrone Shayna. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to hold the title long. I think she's going to be a transition champion. 
because I think I, I don't know, just something just I just had that feeling that WWE isn't as big on Rhea as we think she is. And I think that they want to, you know, put the title on her just so they could have her drop it to another heel, which could be Dakota. It could be, um, you know, Bianca. It could be EO. I think it will be Bianca. I really hope so. Because Bianca, I will, I'll die on this hill. Bianca is the total package. She has the look, the athleticism, star power, like just just everything that I would love in a top that I love in a top heel personally. I feel like if they needed another face to like um to take the title off of Shayna, I'm wondering how they're going to inject Tony Storm into it or if they're going to inject her because I just saw something maybe a week or so ago where she returned to NXT UK, so I don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah, like, I don't know what they're doing with Tony because I heard that she was coming to NXT and then she just never was on TV and then she randomly was inserted into, you know, the NXT women's, you know, uh, Survivor Series match. I can see Tony being inserted into the title feud eventually or sometime down the road, but it's just it they're not investing in her right now in the NXT brand. Well, yeah, in NXT UK, because the clip that I saw was her attacking Kaylee Ray and then she was standing in the ring with um Piper Niven. So mm-hmm. I guess she's gonna be on that brand. I don't know, but I think if she wasn't, that would have been a good choice too. Or maybe even like a surprise, like a real surprise shock like uh like Candace LeRae. Because now that they've mm-hmm. separated Candace from Johnny, so she's not oh that's Johnny Gorgant. That that's Mrs. Wrestling. No, that's Candace LeRae. She can wrestle her ass off. She's shown that time and time again. And now I'm getting like really familiar with her and she's standing out. So I see why I guess like some people consider her like or call her like a tough cupcake. But that would be like a real, a nice surprise, but a big upset. Like, whoa. Yeah, Yeah, that would, that would be a really good surprise. They had her fight, um, Shayna for the title, um, last Yeah, I think it was um, when NXT debuted. The, the second week of their debut. It was the third week, because I, I remember it was the first week where they went head-to-head with AEW. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's right, because it was the fatal four-way. Yeah. That would have been match a good afterward. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been a great opportunity. It's just like... I, I think Dakota Kai would have been a good opportunity too if she was still facing. They actually made a story out of it, but I'm not mad that she's healing, kind of doing her own thing. So, mm-hmm. um, like you said, like I, I just think it's probably going to be Bianca, you know, um, you know, after Rhea Ripley beats her, just because, you know, like you said, she is the total package. She is what WWE looks for because we all know that WWE is really big on marketing. They want to book someone strong and put the title on, you know, wrestlers who they feel like they can market. And Bianca has it all. She's, you know, she has the look, like you mentioned. She's beautiful. You could put her on posters and all that stuff that they like to do with all the wrestlers and all that kind of stuff. But she's also talented. She has really developed that character mm-hmm. in the last two years. Like, I remember the first time I saw her, she was just, like, in a random match in NXT. I was like, oh, she looks cool. You know, but just in time, just seeing her, how she carries herself during her entrances and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
I'm just like, wow, like this girl is awesome. And both her and her husband, they're just so like they, dedicated I mean, to their characters. They carry their they carry themselves like stars. Yes, they do. They're very professional. And I mean, come to think of it, I kind of what do you think about her and her husband? And uh, I don't what's the other guy's name? Um, so it's Montez Ford is her husband and Angelo Dawkins mm-hmm. is the second the other half of Street Profits. Okay, what do you think if they were like they came out together like as like kind of like a little faction or something? You know what? I would actually love that just for the simple fact I loved it when they had Naomi paired with the Usos for a little bit. Like I loved that because I loved all three of them collectively. So I think it would be an awesome idea, just like I feel like maybe putting Sarah Logan with the viking raiders just to you know just so she's not in the back like i'm thinking exactly. after survivor series they were i'm like okay well sarah logan is a very odd choice because she hadn't been on tv and i don't know how long she'd just been on main events putting on great matches with dana brooke i mean the matches were really good why they aren't televised i don't know so i'm thinking okay they're gonna have her at survivor series and She's going to show off, and then she's going to be on TV going forward. Hadn't seen her on TV since, and we're coming up on the next pay-per-view. So it's like, mm-hmm. you have all this talent, and you have the draft for a reason. Yeah, like, because Raw, other than, like, the Kabuki Warriors, Charlotte, and Becky, they don't really have much star power. So I think that, you know, with the draft and all, this would have been a good opportunity to, like, build new stars. Because, like, yeah. you know, we said that's the whole point. Of the draft. Exactly. Like, the thing is, like, it looks like that Becky and Charlotte are probably going to be challenging the Kabuki Warriors. So it's like, Which because I of the don't fact... understand why they keep putting them together. I don't... I, I don't know if it's going to be a storyline thing or whatnot, but they why don't they pair two women on Raw together to challenge the Kabuki Warriors? Sarah Logan and someone... I don't know who else is on that or roster. I that would know, be a good like pair. A legit, like a legit women's tag team, like who the 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 iconics maybe (laughs) because they're they're on raw oh i didn't even know that yeah see so i'm just like they're on raw but then it's like people keep forgetting there are still a lot of women that haven't returned yet ruby riot Liv morgan uh uh, what's her name naya Jax. i can't wait for her to get back naomi yeah naomi should be back any time honestly i don't know if they're gonna wait for her to return to at the royal rumble or what but i mean she her her being away from tv isn't like an injury thing i think it was just kind of a yeah it was like some personal stuff that she personal yeah so it's like i mean good take the time away to decompress there's nothing wrong with that nope there's nothing wrong with that at all but as far as like just circling back to shana Mm -hmm. ideally I mean, I don't know how they would go about heel versus heel. And I want it to be Bianca, but I would hope that it wouldn't have to take her turning face to get the title. So it's like heel versus face because she's so she's so rude, man. And I love heels. I don't care. So I don't know. It got to be like I'm thinking it's going to probably be Rhea Ripley just for the simple fact there's already a story there. And they've already had a match, but then she's already beat Shayna. So maybe Candice, mm-hmm. either can probably Candice LeRae or Rhea Ripley, if they wanted to do a face versus heel. 
Exactly. Those are really the only options unless they like build someone else up. I mean, even Mia had a match versus Shayna, so it's like they would have to circle back to a past feud, and I'm not really a big fan of that unless there's a good reasoning. Like, you know, because I mean, Mia's status hasn't changed too much since then. I mean, I know she had that moment at that ladder match yeah. on NXT that kind of got her over, but like even Bianca, to me, it's just like, you know, I, I just don't really like the idea of that. I mean, they could, you know, build up someone randomly, but it would have to, to me, it has to take time. You can't just introduce someone on TV and then have them take the title. Like, I know, you know, I'm a really big fan of uh, Lacey Lane or she's at, yeah. you know, now known as Caden Carter. I would love her to be in the title picture, but she is just a random in NXT right now. And it would take time to really develop her and build her up and all. Yeah. So, I mean, Ray Ripley just makes all the sense in the world at the moment. The only, the only thing is, like, I know she has a fan base. I just don't know how over she is. Because, I mean, NXT fans kind of, they, they're, they're very appreciative over a lot of the wrestlers. So they kind of, you know, go crazy for almost anyone. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like, how over is Rhea Ripley, you know, you know, overall? I don't know if she's, like, the new cool thing for now. But I, I like her. I'm not the biggest fan of her. I would, you know, rather someone else be the one to dethrone Shayna. And just like I said, even it's just my gut feeling if she wins, she's not going to hold it long. And that just kind of sucks because I feel like whoever dethroned Shayna, it, this is a big thing. Like, it's a big deal. You know, she's had a historic run and it should be someone who you want to have to hold the title for a while. But then at the same time, we've kind of had champion do that lately. And, you know, and it's kind of like you kind of want to see, you know, title runs not as long at least me personally unless it's something you really like because asuka held that title for a very long time over yeah it was like days. yeah yeah i mean and then they they ugh. who did she lose the title to she didn't lose it to anyone she uh, oh, was yeah, injured they, they, and yeah. then vacated it yes and then ember held it for like a few months and then Shayna held it for a decent length of time. And then, you know, Ky- Kyrie had it for like a month. And then Shayna's had it ever since. So it's like, we haven't seen, met, you know, a lot of champions within the last few years. It's so I wouldn't be mad if something you know, if like Rhea won it and lost it in a few months just to kind of keep things fresh. Cause that's always been like the thing with NXT. Your champions held the title for maybe 200 days. Mm-hmm. So it kept things fresh instead of having the same personal forever. And it's like I I enjoyed I mean Oscar's title, I mean, honestly, and I have enjoyed Shayna. So I was like, I'm not mad, but I do like to keep things fresh, honestly. Especially yeah. with that that women's division in NXT is just way too talented and too stacked for any one person to hold that title for a year, you know? Yeah, and they could like bring or circulate, start to circulate more people. Like I've looked at some of Chelsea Green's old matches; she can wrestle her ass off. I don't really know too much about um, Deanna Parazzo. I don't really know too much about her, but I know I've looked at Chelsea's old matches, and I'm like, why isn't she doing anything? Or like even um, Karen Q when she comes back. I'll just never forget seeing her and Bianca pair up against Rhea and Reyna Gonzalez at a live event. And I mean, everybody in that arena went crazy for all four of them. And that was like the first time I'd ever seen... Karen, period. So, 
Yeah, that that injury was very unfortunate for her because it seemed like she was getting some momentum with her alliance with Bianca, and then she not too long after that got hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I I just wish they because I know with like the men's division, they're having a they're giving a lot of random you know male superstars opportunities. I wish they did that more with uh, the women. I mean, you'll see random uh, Zia Lee match every now and then, and all that, but we, I feel like they should do more with the women's division in NXT. Like, do a tag team match with, you know, some randoms just to, just to get them on TV and showcase them. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, they have so many women to choose it's from. Crazy. I love the ones that are on TV, but it's so many that they can choose from, which is in a way... Like, it's like a catch-22 because it's a good problem to have. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, they have so many women. You know what I mean? So It's good and it's bad. I mean, it's good because if someone gets hurt, you always have someone to replace them. And they had that issue years ago. I remember when it was a time period, both John Cena and Randy Orton were hurt. They were the top two stars that WrestleMania elite, you know, that came up during that, it's had like zero star power. And it's like, you know, it's good having this, all this talent, but at the same time, you're with all this talent, you're going to have all these people on the bench mm-hmm. who deserve opportunities. You're going to have a lot of frustration, people wanting releases and all this kind of stuff. But then it's so like, it at the same time, I feel like with that, okay. There's the power of social media. We've all seen this. It can be used as a good thing, <laughs> but it can be used as a weapon, which is unfortunate. Do what you got to do to kind of put yourself out there. Like, I'm starting to see, I'll ne- I don't know what the circumstances are with EC3, but I'm even starting to see him on social media more with like these videos and stuff like that. Like, do more for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Just be professional about it. That's all I'll have to say. Some some people get very unprofessional with their frustration with the company over social media, and I, I've seen it throughout the years. And it, it it you know sometimes it will hurt you. Yeah. Depending on what you do. I mean, I know like Zack Ryder years ago, he did that YouTube thing, and that helped him out. Yeah. Stuff then, like that. Mm-hmm. Promote yourself, you know, and just kind of do your own thing. But like. I've seen, you know, like even like Dean Ambrose, like he did this after he left, but he really dragged, you know, Vince McMahon and all. Like, will they even want to sign him back? Like, if if things fall through in, in AEW, you know, WWE, I'm sure it, because of him being a big name, he'll probably be fine. But it's like if he weren't a big name, if he were just a mid Carter, probably screwed up his chances. You know? Yeah, his fault. I mean, it is what it is. He got what he needed to get off his chest, but mm-hmm. I mean. Okay, so yeah, just try to get yourself over. But then I'm not in their position to speculate or like. Well, no, I'm, I can speculate all I want, but I'm not in their position to know what the real is, nor will I ever pretend to know. But I would yeah. just like to see more of the women that they have because they have so many. They have so yeah, many. Like they do. They they have a lot in. Do you think that maybe they should kind of do like an all women show weekly with, you know, more so the women who don't get showcased on, you know, weekly television? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I've no, always. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but no. 
Yeah, I get it. Like I've, I, I remember something I thought of maybe like two years ago. Like have like a TV show where you have the women that you don't use on TV kind of have their own little thing. I thought that that may be a good idea. I just don't know how that would work. That's the only thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe like something similar to Tough Enough, but like have it be a network show. Uh huh. Like something on the WWE Network, almost like a reality show. Like how tough enough was, but then they're already signed and just going through that process. Or they did have something like that. It was like bound something, and I forgot the name of it. Breaking ground. Breaking ground. That was. I love that show. That was only one season. That was so good. I don't know why they stopped. So I think that would be something good. Not necessarily something on TV, but like network TV have like a breaking ground for a lot of the people that are backstage. Yeah, they could do like kind of like. A, a different wrestler every episode like you kind of just get a little background on them and you know listen to their journey and how they got there and you know mm-hmm. you know their training and just all that different stuff that would be so dope mm-hmm. so you know if somebody listens you're welcome for the idea <laughs> <laughs> but final answer on the whole Shayna bit I would say mm-hmm. if they were going to do face versus heel since that appears to be like what the popular dynamic is um either candace LeRae would be a surprise win if they did revisit the mia yim thing lord i pray that we don't get a duplicate of what their match was at the takeover oh that was bad because they had such a good match at the may young classic like, yeah. two years ago yeah so we know they can they can produce a good match i don't know what was going on and maybe. i saw them I wrestle think, at a live event that's why i was so taken aback like what happened i think it was uh maybe mia yen being nervous i don't know and just not being focused and you know in the in the zone because that was her first takeover match yeah props to her because i that, could never that, do what any of them do but Oh hell no! I would say I would if, so if if they did rebuild the Mia Yim thing, it would be either Mia, Candice LeRae, or Rhea Ripley. Those are my three. Yeah, so for me, like I would love it to be Bianca, but like I just don't see that happening for multiple amount of reasons. So I'm gonna go with Rhea being the one to dethrone her. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think at the end of the day, she'll just be a transitional champion in order to have you know either. Pro- probably Bianca on or EO, honestly, or I would say Dakota, but I think she's gonna be, you know, locked into a feud with Tegan Knox. Yeah. Down for the long run. I think that's gonna be kind of like a Gargano and Chama Champa yeah. kind of storyline where their former best friends hate each other. They're gonna have a you know, a trilogy kind of feud. I'm fine with that. I'm down for that. Dakota can win the title down the road. Maybe Tegan gets really over during the feud. And she yeah. actually, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with that feud. I mean, everyone's expecting Dakota to be the one to come out, come out on top just because she is the more over wrestler. But you never know. Tegan, might, this, this might be her big break, you know. Yeah. And she could be maybe – Shayna holds the title for a very long time, you know, and Tegan down the road is the one that's the earner. We don't know. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, when you said about Rhea being a transitional champ, I think that's why I changed my – that's the exact reason why I changed my mind on Bianca because I don't want her to just be a transitional champ. If she's mm-hmm. going to be a champ, give her everything. Because she deserves yes. everything. If y'all want her to be to be the champ, let her be the champ. Don't let her be the champ 
just so she can drop it to like and this is no I'm not even gonna say that don't let her be a transitional champ just so she can drop it to a basic exactly like you said give her everything she can be the face not just of the women's division in NXT but the whole entire division I mean the whole entire you know brand yeah she's just that good so she is she is so over and like you said she is that good I mean we'll just have to wait and see I I think she'll definitely win the title at some point Mm -hmm. just hopefully sooner than later yep so got my picks now we just wait and see yep so now, um, just a bonus question for you, just because it, you know, the news broke last night. I didn't find out to this morning. I mean, I know you didn't find out to today either, but um, it was breaking news. I mean, it's been rumored for like a month now, but it was official on WWE, mm-hmm. um, their Twitter, and on John Morrison's Twitter. He is officially signed with WWE in a multi-year deal. And now the speculation is, where is he going? Is he going to go to Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? What do you think? I feel like, because I feel like this is what they do with a lot of people. I understand that he's like a solo star, but I feel like they should probably like pair him with somebody initially. You know, like kind of like how Mm -hmm. they did with AJ when he jumped on board. They had him paired with Jericho. And then he branched out on his own. I'd like to see him on Raw. Because who's the top face right now? Kevin Owens. I don't know if he would. I don't know if John Morrison would come in as a face or a heel. Or maybe he'll come in as a face and then turn to heel. But I'd like to see him on Raw. Because it's just. It's a lot on. It's a lot of people on SmackDown. And they're like less than. They have one less hour to showcase. Mm-hmm. people than what they do on Raw. NXT, they got enough. They have enough people. They have enough talent. Splash them in there if you want to. Sprinkle them like confetti. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, li- I'd like to see him on Raw like ideally I'd love to see him no because then he'd end up beating him and I don't have that kind of time. I'd get upset. So mm-hmm. I'm just nervous so- that with them bringing him in yeah that's all great but we've seen this before Mm -hmm. when they did this and i'm not trying to piss on it before it happens but i'm just trying to kind of almost foreshadow and i hope that i'm wrong i just don't want them to do the same thing they boost him up and then they boost the shelton benjamin up and then Shelton Benjamin has been on TV. Maybe I can count on my fingers and toes how many times he's been on TV since he's come back. And that's not okay. Yeah, that is not okay at all. That's part of the issue with WWE having so much talent. It's just, it's hard, you know, to really utilize all of it. And John Morrison back during his run in, you know, his first run in WWE, he was like a mid Carter and in the tag team division, um, like we talked about before the episode, he was with The Miz. Mm-hmm. So now, ever since he's left WWE, he's been kind of a big star. Like, he, you know, he was a, a main eventer in Lucha Underground. He was a big deal in Impact. Yeah, um, he AAA was. wrestling. He, you know, he really turned himself into a big star. And I can only assume that WWE's paying him a decent amount of money because he could have gone anywhere, honestly. He could have went to AEW, New Japan, wherever. 
So I can only in WWE they're not going to spend a lot of money on a wrestler and not do anything with them. They're going to want to get you know their bang for their buck. So I could definitely see them doing something with him. There's been people on Twitter that have commented and said that he's going to be kind of a talent enhancement kind of wrestler where he kind of like puts over other wrestlers. I, I would hope I, not. Like, why would you sign on for that? Unless yeah. folks are just not being truthful. I can see that, be, you know, being the case down the road. I think that when he comes back, he should be booked strong at first. Have a good run. He could be the WWE champion. You know, I, I get that he's, I don't know how old he is. I believe he's in his late 30s, maybe early 40s. So he's not the kind of yeah, young I guy that you're going to build 40. the company around. I think he just turned Yeah, 40. so... Let, you know he, he's going to come back with a lot of momentum. You know, you know, give him a nice run. If you want to put him as a you know talent enhancement down the road, that's fine because you do need to build stars. I like the idea of him being on Raw, and you 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 mentioned you know him being aligned with someone and then kind of branching out. A lot of people have been talking about Seth Rollins possibly turning heel soon. What about if he and Seth Rollins join together and maybe Rollins turns on him and they have a feud? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I want Seth Rollins to be with AOP. I like that. I would I would love that, that. That is very random. Is there something I missed on Raw this week that you know, I just feel like Seth. Lines. I just feel like Seth Rollins has something to do with the whole AOP thing, uh, because him and Kevin Owens were talking in the ring, and he's like, "Kevin, you're on your own." Then AOP comes out, and I just feel like he has something to do with that. It's like remin- It's like 2014. Seth turns on the Shield vibes mm-hmm. that I'm getting. If he comes back with the blonde streak, it's over. But don't pair John Morrison with him. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know who maybe somebody like uh, uh I don't know yeah I guess um if not I would like it I would love to see them have a match regardless I mean at, oh, the, yeah. the one the one really cool thing is John Morrison left like in 2011 or something like that mm-hmm. the roster has changed so much he can go to any brand and have dream matches he can go to NXT and fight Balor, Cole, yep. um, Dream, Champa, Gargano. He can go to Raw and fight Rollins or um, who else is on Raw? Because I, I haven't been really watching Raw because of my work. Um, there, there's um, Andrade. There's, uh, mm-hmm. there's Aleister Black, Ricochet, The Club, Samoa Joe, but he'll be doing commentary. Shout AJ Styles in yes. Samoa Joe, yes. Um, and then he, Matt Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, EC3. I'm going to name people that are in the back. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then he could go to SmackDown and he could fight, you know, Bray Wyatt or Roman Reigns. Even though I'm not the biggest on that, but that is something you know, kind of fresh. And it's kind of making um, me wonder, like, if he went to SmackDown, everybody knows that he had history with the Miz. So, what if they are initially yeah. paired up and then he turns? On the Miz, huh. or the Miz turns on him. I'm here for it. I'm here for literally anything mm-hmm. the Miz does. Anything. John Morrison too. <laughs> I, I, I know that. 
<laughs> or or Daniel Bryan, he can have a match of Daniel Bryan. So it's like to me, it's kind of a win when he can go to any brand, and we're gonna get mm-hmm. fresh, you know, new dream matches. I think that SmackDown probably makes the most sense because the one thing I like, a, I mean, not SmackDown Raw makes the most sense because the thing with SmackDown is I like it being what it is. It's you know, it's a two-hour show. It's more quality in it, you know, since it's you know less time. I like the idea of it still kind of being that show where it, you know, the land of opportunities is what Shane McMahon used to say. Right. Use that show to kind of build other talent, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, and because Raw is the, the big star power show anyways, the big three hour show. You kind of need to have it more star power to fill up, you know, a lot of the, a lot of that time. And then at the same time is like I want John Morrison to be a big deal in WWE when he, when he returns. I don't want to see him, you know, be put in a feud with Bray Wyatt. That's my thing is I want hi- I want him to go after the top title. I don't want Bray Wyatt to be dethroned, and I don't want John Morrison to lose. So keep him off SmackDown because I don't want anyone touching Bray Wyatt right now. Yeah. That's just me. He he could be the one to dethrone Brock Lesnar. I don't care. Like, you know. It's just a lot going on, and I'm happy about the stuff that's happening. Like, with, in just my personal opinion, like, with the storytelling, with the continuity, because, oh, well, why are they doing this? And why didn't they do that? So they're not going to explain this. We're getting storytelling. I love continuity i love cliffhangers fresh meat we're getting john so it's like they got choices i just want them to you know i want to foreshadow in 2020 just circulate the roster a little bit more because why go all out for a brand split if you're going to literally use the same people that have been on tv that's all i'm saying yes because that's so. that's the whole idea of the brand split is more opportunities for wrestlers. You know, we, you know, I mean, another thing we talked about prior to this video is we don't, you know, we, it's fine for wrestlers to take time off, circulate the roster, let other people shine, regardless of the star power that they have. You know, a lot of people feel like if a certain wrestler has so much star power, they should be on TV each and every week. No, let all these other wrestlers in the back shine as well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's a team effort, but exactly. I'm not backstage, nor do I know anybody there or know them personally to assume what's happening and what's not happening. I'm just going to wait and see. I don't care what any of these pages say. It's speculation. If you don't know them personally, whatever, because wrestling is cool without spoilers. And like without it knowing is. what's going on backstage, like I just, I mean, and that's just my personal preference. I know, you know, I know that you look at spoilers and other people do too. That's fine. But it's like, I don't care yeah, what's I, going on backstage. I don't mm-hmm. care about the politics. It's none of my business. Exactly. Because like you said, at the end of the day, we don't know what goes on backstage and, you know, people just kind of create you know the situation on social media and just assume and you know but it is what it is right yeah so john morrison like you said he can go anywhere and he can pull whatever off now it's just time to wait and see what happens and i'm excited me too so i think that uh concludes our video you know we had the whole shana you know 
topic on who we thought was going to throw her, and then we had the bonus question with John Morrison, so it looks like we wrapped everything up. Yes, sir. All right, so once again, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Steffi. As always, it was a pleasure, and um, hope to have you on the show again soon. I know it's been uh, it's been a minute since the last time you were on. Yeah, me too. It's always fun. Thank you. You're very welcome, and uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, just make sure you follow us on Twitter and look out for us on uh, Facebook as well and on YouTube. And uh, once again, thank you so much, Stephanie. It was a pleasure. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. And you have a good one. Thanks for having me. No problem. You do the same. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thanks.